0: This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. Good morning, Unity Community of Central Oregon. We are so happy to see you virtually, and we have a beautiful um, day planned today. We want to welcome you no matter where you are tuning in from geographically and we want to welcome you no matter how you are expressing your humanity. We welcome people of all colors, all races. We we welcome people from every ethnicity, from whatever your religious background may be, whatever your political opinions may be. We welcome you. We welcome our LGBTQ community often in churches you have not been welcomed we are well aware of that but here you are welcome you are part of our tribe so thank you for being here and we're going to start our day out with um well saying our mission statement first of all and then we're going to move into some music so let's say our mission statement together we are a vibrant welcoming multi-generational prosperous community embodying love and awakening spiritual consciousness and as we move into the music i really encourage you to sing along this is not a spectator sport think of it as being in the shower just belt it out and and get your energy up so soul shine take it away
1: Return to me return to me Return to me with every breath return Turn
0: you soul shine and now we turn to celebrations with claire and you are gonna want to tune into this
2: good morning happy sunday morning unity family we're so glad that you're here i see you guys on the website and on facebook i wanted to remind you we're not doing zoom anymore so but i also wanted to remind you that on our website there's a there is a little chat section so if you don't go to full screen for the video you and you want to be involved in the chat or just comment and see what other people are sharing you know reduce your screen so you can see that chat on the side um, and and check that out and just comment and participate with your friends just like on Facebook so we're glad you did that and I don't know I just have to share this funny story I'm feeling a little vulnerable sharing this but Brene Brown says we all need to be vulnerable right that's the true way true way of living Um, and I don't know I just woke up I was really tired this morning and just was not excited about getting out of bed but but went went and did that and and made my cup of coffee and was getting ready and you know those horrible mirrors that like zoom in your face a gajillion times. That whoever invented those is just that's wrong. Nobody needs to see their face. But unless you're getting old and your eyeballs don't work as well anymore, we need those, right? To to put our mascara or whatever on, and you look in there and there's just way too many scary things on your skin that you sh- don't really want to see. And then you look and there's that little that little dark hair that's growing out of your chin well that yeah I had I got greeted by that this morning and that's always really scary and part of you wants to say tell your husband why did you not tell me this was coming out of my chin but I, I'm just sharing that because I needed to laugh this morning I needed to laugh at, my, <laughs> at myself and my little witch hair growing out of my chin but I got it plucked so I don't think you guys can, can see it <laughs> anymore but alright okay, on to celebrations so um dave and colinda celebrated their two-year anniversary yay um as you know they were our first wedding to happen in our new sanctuary so that's a that's a fun celebration for our unity family and a, and then beth miller i was excited to see you post a celebration and she is celebrating having a wonderful holiday in lake tahoe with her sweetie so i'm so glad you guys Had a good time doing that. Let's see. Victor is celebrating that he actually booked a live gig on May 28th. So he will be posting. He posted that on Facebook. So if you guys want to see details, uh, but he's very excited and yay, way to go, Victor. We're happy for you. Let's see. Matthew Laird, who is residing in Phoenix, Arizona, is celebrating that he got the AC in his car repaired so we are he is ready for phoenix summer but we're hoping he gets to move back to bend very soon which is his plan and i am celebrating we had an awesome bonfire at our labyrinth last night and it was so fun let's show that beautiful picture that kevin kubota took for us you got our photo to show oh there we are hanging out it was a pretty awesome night i think we are going to need to do that on a regular basis so it was a Beautiful time to connect. And then Zeke and I have an announcement, just a little more information about our in-person opening happening on June 6th. So take it away, Zeke and Claire. Good morning, everyone. We want to talk with you about our reopening on June 6th. We are so excited to have you all here. We are opening it up up to whoever can join us. Um, The things you need to know Some details, bring your mask. We're gonna still have everyone wear a mask during service. Number two is there will be no coffee and food. So don't worry about bringing a buffet item. Zeke's a little sad about that. So he can't pick up everyone's crumbs. You were the cleanup, huh? And we are not doing a youth program to start. So we want you all to know that and come and join us. We're so excited to see you. And June 6th, mark your calendars.
0: We are so happy that it's going to be welcoming everybody. This is really something that we hadn't foreseen happening so soon, so can't wait to see you. Um, Right now, we're gonna switch into prayer mode, but I'd first like to introduce my dear friend, Jim Pasmore, who will be leading our prayer and meditation and giving us our message. And Jim Pasmore, as I was thinking about him and his wife, Joanne, Mm -hmm. Jim is like the hope diamond of unity. He's so precious to us, and he gives us so much. He's um, he's the author of Flash, Your Life in Three and a Half Seconds. Um, it's a wonderful, wonderful book. He is on our board of directors. He is an associate minister. He is just Giving, giving, giving. He's the person if you need something, whether it's you need a truck and some help with moving, he's always the one that says yes. He's built things around here like the arch he and Lawrence built together. He he, he just is an energizer bunny. He's in a mastermind that he and I have been in for two and a half years. And so I, I really get to see what goes on for him and his energy is always, always up. He has come in his life through a point where it wasn't always that way and when he found unity he made some serious changes in his consciousness. And we get to be the beneficiaries of that because he's always ready to share lessons that he has learned and figured out how it works better. So I know you're going to be inspired by his talk, he's taking us on a magical mystery nature trip today, so we look forward to that, and right now we're going to move into prayer.
3: So, let's just all become still. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know. Be still, be. This is the essence of who we are when we come to this state of just being, just knowing that Spirit is within. And in this state, we feel such a connection with everyone and everything, and so we send out a prayer that everyone can feel this wonder, this joy of connection, this joy of unity, this joy of being. And we know that our prayers are powerful and that they touch people near and far. When it comes to friends, there's no such place as far away. All of our friends that we know and friends we don't know yet are blessed by our prayers so we send them out regularly and copiously, knowing that we do great good in this world, and so it is. So, you want me to do this? Okay, so let's do our affirmative prayer together. Love is our ultimate reality, everywhere present and whole. It radiates abundantly and continually creates good in my life and in the world. As we gratefully acknowledge the presence and power of love now, we see the people and circumstances we hold in prayer healed and illumined by love, and so it is.
1: It's not that unusual When everything is beautiful It's just another ordinary Miracle today The sky knows when it's time to snow Don't need to teach a seed to grow It's just another ordinary Like a gift they say Wrapped up for you every day Open up and find a way To give some of your own Isn't it remarkable Like every time a little raindrop falls just another ordinary miracle today
3: Thank you, Soul shine. I'm so glad that they agreed to do that song. It just is such a special song for me. Uh, when I think of nature, and I think of my title of my talk, Magical, Mystical Nature, uh, it's miraculous what comes through nature. And to think that we're all a part of that. We're all connected in such a deep way to nature, and it makes such a difference in our life to know that. And imagine, as in the song, says, if we had to teach a seed to grow or we had to tell the sun when to rise or set or, or set the clock for the world to spin at a certain rate and hold itself in a certain position, it's all done extraordinarily, miraculously, our ordinary miracles. It's all the same. It's just all miraculous. And I have to admit that growing up I didn't know much about miracles or I didn't even really understand how sacred nature was. All I knew was that I loved nature. I loved every aspect of nature, and I just couldn't wait to be out in nature, in the woods, in the hills, in the dales, in the greenery, near the streams and rivers, climbing trees, just anything to be out in nature. My experience in nature was just one of being impelled to be a part of nature, impelled to love every aspect of it. And in nature, uh, I just felt so complete, so fulfilled. So I would do most anything to get my chores done in time, uh, including maybe even occasionally ditching school to be in nature instead. I will admit it. I will admit it. (laughs) In any case, it was interesting because uh, a lot of the experiences that I've had in life. Uh, I, I picked up a book uh, about John Muir, and I found out that they parallel so many of the experiences that John Muir had. Uh, if you don't know who he was, John Murr uh, was born in 1838 and became uh, a naturalist, a conservationist, and the voice uh, of nature for first the US and then the world, and he became such a a light uh, in the world of understanding how important it is that we care for nature, that we have compassion for nature, that we treat nature just like we would treat our best friend, that yes, human beings are sentient, but he even believed that trees and nature was sentient in so many ways. So he was connected at a, at a mystical level. And uh, I even love the fact that his word for God was beauty, the beauty of nature, just like we think of God as love. He thought of the word beauty as representing that expression of God. And so when he finally met one of the greatest transcendentalists in the world, Ralph Waldo Emerson, in the 1870s, Uh, They shared such a bond. You may know that Ralph Waldo Emerson wrote the essay, Nature, in which it was so profound, his depth of understanding of how God is expressing through nature. And that uh, through nature is how we really come to understand God more easily and and, uh, express in ourselves the same things that we see as the beauty and the love that nature represents. So when these two met, Emerson realized that Murr was also a transcendentalist, even though he may not have gone by that title. What does it mean to be a transcendentalist? It means to go beyond the thinking of the time, which was that we're separate from God, that God created all this and that we're separate from it. No, Emerson says, no, we are all a part of it. God is in nature, nature is in us, God is in us. It's all connected, it's all unified. And that's exactly the way Moore believed long before he met Emerson. But they connected in such a deep way, Emerson uh, went on hikes with him into the Yosemite area and became completely enthralled with Moore's ideas and helped to uh, get those out into the world and promote them more, Uh, even to the point where he connected them to uh, lots of people in high places. And ultimately, John Moore took Theodore Roosevelt, uh, our president at the time in the early 1900s, into nature, and they camped out for three days, and every day as they hiked, they had deeper and more profound discussions uh, about the reasons why we needed to preserve nature and conserve nature. And it resulted in Theodore Roosevelt helping to create a lot of the parks that we have today that are set aside as conservatory. and. Murr himself helped create a lot of them. In fact, ultimately, he created what's called the Sierra Club. Most of you know about that. Uh, Interesting that he did because uh, I came up with an acronym, CLUB, for what I want to talk about, C-L-U-B, and I'm going to invite each of you to join this club. This uh, club is C stands for Connection, L stands for Love, U stands for Unity, and B stands for beauty, although in the Tao, the B would be balance of nature. But we're going to stick to beauty right now, okay? And so I want to talk a little bit about the connection that nature represents for me because I've had both uh, profound physical experiences and profound mystical experiences in nature. And one of the experiences I had, I was uh, honored by Jane writing about in her book, Uh, I happened to be uh, in a beautiful, beautiful forest. Uh, I believe it was in the Hoosier National Forest in southern Indiana. And I was sitting uh, next to a stream with my back up against this big, beautiful tree. And I was meditating, looking out, deciding how beautiful it was, meditating on it, and how great it was to be connected with all that was around me. In a physical sense, yes. And then, as I meditated, I began to morph into literally the energy of the tree. I began to feel as though I was the tree. I was one with the tree. I was becoming tree. And I was seeing the world through the energy of the tree. And I was imagining staying in that one spot for the hundreds of years that this tree represented and seeing all the changes, all the beauty, uh, and imagining it almost in a higher speed so that you could see the amazing changes that are taking place and how I'm a part of it all. And when I came out of that experience, I tried to explain it to people, and it's what they call ineffable. You really can't explain an experience like that because it's beyond the normal physical understanding of what we are. It's mystical. Mystic experience means seeing into the reality of what's true beyond the illusion of where we're at. The belief in separation, the belief in time and space, when in fact we know that we're much more than all of that. And to experience that just brought that home and changed my life in such wonderful ways. Uh, The more I read about Murr, the more I felt like we were brothers out of time. Uh, He was born and raised in Dunbar, Scotland. Uh, and then at 12 moved to a farm in Wisconsin. I was born and raised in Chicago, moved to a farm in northern Illinois near Wisconsin. Uh, He went to Madison to live, I went to Madison to live. Uh, He moved west, I moved west. Uh, His last name means uh, those who lived by the Moors. My last name, Passmore, means those who passed by the Moors. Scotland, you know, know, if I believed in reincarnation, I might, wait a minute, I do believe in reincarnation. You never know. You never know in this lifetime who we're channeling. Uh, but right now I'd like to channel uh, John Moore. And uh, his book uh, is called A Passion for Nature. And I just got so involved in that. Uh, and Passion for Nature was written by Donald Worster, And I have it in Audible, so I didn't bring it here to read from it. But I did bring a second book that I'd like to read one quick passage from. It's called The Wild Myrrh. It says... Uh, Selected and introduced by Lee Stetson, 22 of John Murr's Greatest Adventures. And I almost dropped the book when I saw that, because when I started writing my book, I'd had 22 of my most amazing adventures, and one more parallel. Holy cow, what's going on here? Uh, I actually happened to have a 23rd at the end of the writing of the book, which I included almost like an addendum. But... uh, so many adventures in here that as I read them I said, I've had that adventure, I've had that adventure, I've climbed that mountain, I've done that. Here's one that, is, uh, that really spoke to me. I love storms. I remember being on the top of a mountain in Colorado uh, in a, a, the most amazing storm. And in storms there's all these negative ions that are created by the lightning and they tend to release serotonin. They just put you in this high, this state of unbelievable, connection with everything and here's what happened to him a storm came up while he was in the high sierras and uh, He said ah I see a tall tree a Douglas spruce Uh, They were the tallest of the group of spruces that were growing close together like a tuft of grass No one of which seemed likely to fall unless all the rest fell with it though comparatively young They were about a hundred feet high and their lithe, brushy tops were rocking and swirling in wild ecstasy Being accustomed to climbing trees in making botanical studies, I experienced no difficulty reaching the top of this one, the hundred-footer, by the way. And never before did I enjoy so noble an exhilaration of motion. The slender tops fairly flapped and swirled in a passionate torrent, blending and swirling backward and forward, round and round, tracing indescribable combinations of vertical and horizontal curves, which I clung... While I clung with muscles firm braced like a bobolink on a reed. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Can you imagine hanging in the top of a tree, swirling around like that? It's almost like a ride in Disneyland or something, and yet there it is, right in the middle of nature, enjoying the same sort of things that we have to pay huge amounts for. He goes on to talk about all the things that he saw, all the things that he heard, all the things that he Uh, smelled in terms of the fragrances. I mean, he just totally immersed himself in this experience. And I have to say, uh, I just understand that so well. Uh, Here's one of my favorite statements that he made. Every time you walk between two pine trees, you open the door to a new world. Let me say that again. Every time You walk between two pine trees. You open the door to a new world. Your world can change. You can start your life over again. It's almost like a born-again statement. Uh, It just gives me chills to to talk about it because I think about walking and, and knowing that as I walk between these two trees, I can change everything in my life. I can start all over again. I can look around and say, I am that, I am that, I am that. And it's all connected. We're all a part of it. So, yes, he's a brother out of time. And I would highly recommend that you pick up one of his books. Uh, so, Connection, we talked about. Love is the second letter in club. And I'd like to tell a quick story about one of my dear friends. Most of you know her. Her name is D Elko. And during one of our Mastermind meetings, she talked about a healing that she received that changed her Uh, mood and her emotions and her, almost her life in a way, so dramatically that she was released of a pain and and she immediately was going off to a a vacation spot. Uh, And as she got there, everyone that she connected with there, it was like it was a perfect harmony. Everyone was a friend immediately. Everyone she had something in common with. They were just, the vibration is what it was. They were on the same she created that vibration. She sent it out. She attracted other people to her that had that vibration. She didn't attract anybody that was down and out. She didn't attract attract anybody that was angry. It was all about love. It was the love that she understood from that healing that she was expressing. It's like we talk about if you're going to meet someone uh, that you've had some issues with, Think of all the good things, all the aspects of them that you love. And when you meet them, that vibration is what you will attract. And that's what she did on this. So love is all about recognizing that as we send out that vibration, we receive back in kind those people, those circumstances, and that love that we're sending out. So the third letter is unity. Uh, And unity, to me, uh, is the ultimate of who we are and how we really exist beyond the illusion. It, it's a unified world. It's a unified universe. And I'm going to share one more mystical experience I had. I don't consider myself to be a mystic in normal times, but like all of us, like probably a lot of you, you've had some kind of experience that you can't explain in normal terms, and you, you call it whatever you want to, but I, I call this mystical. Uh, again, I was uh, on a mountaintop uh, looking out over some of the most beautiful uh, scenery in nature I'd ever seen. Uh, it's all like that, by the way. It's all, it's all like that when you're in the wild. And uh, again, I was meditating. And after my meditation, I opened my eyes to look out again, and all of a sudden I felt this unitive experience, like I'm a part of everything, everything's a part of me, we're all one. And I experienced what we talk about as being unified with all that is and that changes your life i've had i've had a number of experiences that have changed my life in dramatic ways and that was one of the more profound ones and so what we what we can get from that is that the truth behind the illusion is that we are all one and i'm sure some of you have had that experience and know that by experience and not by reading about it. That's the way I like to see all of us uh, at some point allow into our lives. Allow that experience to come. Take the opportunity to be in nature, uh, to do your meditation, do your contemplation, to be at peace, and to allow what nature has to give to us, the uplifting. Uh, Not just the physical aspects that we know are beneficial, whether it be the essences that are released, uh, or the oxygen, or uh, the good psychological feelings. It's its actually being a part of that uh, in, in a real way and experiencing it as something beyond normal, something extraordinary. So uh, I picked up uh, another book, uh, that I think represents that pretty well. This is one of my favorite books also. It's called Journey Into Nature by Michael Rhodes. I've had this for maybe 10 years and I've read it probably six times. Uh, And I always get completely immersed in it and get so lost in the story that I feel, gosh, I wish I was there with him and maybe I am in some ways. Uh, The first part I'll read to you is uh, about our connection to nature and the second part will be about our unification. So uh, this Michael Rhodes, and this is a real gentleman that exists, lives in, lived in Australia, moved to the U.S., uh, but he lived in uh, Tasmania, an, an, yeah, Tasmania, and uh, he had a farm, and he was uh, spraying blackberries to kill them because they were invading his farm area, and he stopped on his tractor as he was doing this, and he kind of sat in a, in a contemplative state for the longest time, fell asleep, woke back up, and realized uh, that he was feeling as though he was existing as Blackberry. He began to feel as though he had gone into a state of being Blackberry, and he was being sprayed with this toxic chemical. And he stopped spraying for the rest of his life. And he was telling his wife about the experience. Her name is Trini. And he and he said, "Then Trini spoke after I told him her about it, and said, I, "You know, this seemed so bizarre and unusual." She said, "My darling, he says, "When she begins like that, I know I am in for a lecture." <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes a patronizing one. She continued, "If there is one thing that we have learned along our path is that time, space and separation are all illusions, powerful ones, perhaps, but illusions all the same." And that just stuck with me because he had the same kind of experience I had as tree, he had as blackberry. And here's the second part I want to read. He uh, has connected with the god of nature whom in uh, Greek mythology is called Pan. And he was really having uh, in his mind a conversation with Pan and seeing him almost uh, literally as an apparition when Pan helped him see into nature in a way he had never done before. Uh, He says, I look at the tree uh, through eyes that are undoubtedly my own, but that must be normally closed. Imagine my dilemma. I'm trying to describe something that is metaphysical with words that have been created for a physical reality. The the tree on which I feast my eyes is both physical and more than physical. To say it is beautiful is trite. It is something beyond our classification of beauty. It is alive in a way far beyond our understanding of that word. Take the fallen branch on which I'm standing, for example. By normal definitions, it's dead, lifeless branch, yet I now see it as seething with energy. It is no longer animated by the sap of the tree. It is nevertheless vibrant with a life not dependent on the growing tree. Despite a process of decay, the dead wood is a force field within itself, host to an incredible array of tiny, almost transparent beings, and the tree from which it fell in normal terms. The tree is just another gum tree, without any particular beauty of shape or foliage. But in this realm, it is breathtaking. It is a living rainbow, moving as a column from the earth, flowing into the shape of the physical tree. The rainbow of energy is enclosed in a sheath of vibrant, white, motionless, motion and light. Uh, That's what the reality is beyond the illusion. And so what I'd like to do is I'd like to kind of bring us to a close with uh, a remembrance of this word club. Uh, I would like all of you to be a member of it. I'd like all of you to go out and solicit more members. How? By being passionate about connection, about love, about unity, and about beauty. And remember that nature is all about balance. Uh, I would say that uh, from the Tao, the, the Tao says if nature gets out of balance, there's too much of one thing, it reduces. If there's too little of one thing, it increases. And we're at a stage in our evolution where we are walking toward that cliff of where we might be reduced dramatically if we don't do something about it. So, what can we do? Uh, We don't want to be part of the 99.9% of all life that's ever existed on Earth that has gone extinct. We want to use our consciousness and our technology and our logic to make changes. The consciousness part means that we see the beauty in nature, we focus on it, and as we focus on it, it grows. We see it growing. We become a part of it growing like ripples in a pond. We, we share our passion about nature with everybody that is willing to listen, that has an ear to hear, so to speak. Okay? Uh, we help contribute to technologies that conserve and restore nature. And ultimately, there's a solution that's so simple that nature can provide. All we have to do to be a part of it is to help it happen, and that's to plant more trees. If we plant enough trees around the world to approximately fill the size of the country of India, we will have absorbed almost all of the CO2 from our industrial operations around the world. And that's at the present rate. If we cut back, it even does better. So trees, hug a tree. Know that trees are the answer. And uh, I will just close by saying that uh, love, that L that's in uh, the club is probably the master of everything else and if we say focused on love uh, we will definitely be able to go out into the world and make those changes that we know need to be made from a point of love and a point of seeing the good instead of from negativity. So let's do that. Blessings.
0: That was such a beautiful talk, that was really, really inspiring. I loved your stories and Thank you. that, that last part about seeing the life in, in the branch that was yeah. on the ground yeah, that I mean, yeah. let alone the tree, <laughs> but, but you know, I think about how we look at circumstances and we, we see them as lifeless or no hope, you know circumstances of all kinds but if if a a dead branch has that kind of aliveness in it it does what about what about everything else that we are experiencing in our lives we we could begin to see that so I'll join the club
3: okay good (laughs) I hope
0: you will too
3: charter members charter members
0: (laughs) can I get an amen (laughs) amen sister oh so so I want to invite all of you to join me in gratitude right now for <clears throat> this wonderful message, for this wonderful community of unity. And and think about, what does this mean to you? What does it mean to you that we get to come back in person? What does it mean to you that even when you're far away, you can enjoy a message like this? If this is valuable to you, I encourage you to make a donation now because it is your money is your energy, that vibrant energy. And even if you feel like a dead piece of wood on the ground, you are alive. And the act of giving is a way to demonstrate that to your own consciousness. And it brings more. It's just like we know everything we focus on grows. So when we focus on I am and I have and I give, we get more of that. When we focus on, oh, I don't know, I don't have enough, then we get more of that. So if you love this community if you love the impact that we are making on the world and the greater impact that we have the potential to make then please share your energy with us i am so grateful for all of you who are watching this and i am so grateful for this community for the team that is here for reverend jim um, for mita who is here with us live um, for Claire and our SoulShine team and Manissa who brings Eric here week after week and Kalinda who sits here and holds the space with her energy and for our tech team Kevin and Nico and Ian this this is an amazing community I am so grateful and I want to say thank you to all of you for being part of it and i can't wait to see you in person so let's just let's just sing our gratitude right now
1: gratitude in my heart i got gratitude in my soul i just want to say thank you you uh... for it all. Thank you for it all.
0: Oh, that always makes me so happy. Let's, let's say our blessing together from the love of pure spirit within us. We bless these gifts We send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly. And so it is. And along with thank yous, I want to just... Bless our health and wellness ministry, who has been just so steady for this last year with coming up with innovative programs like the Evolutionary Eating Program. And the one tonight is going to be uh, alarm, chili and hot and hot water, cornbread, <laughs> so get your fire gear on. <laughs> and also raw apple crisp with cashew cream. Deb K is the person, she's a nutritionist who will be on Zoom tonight from 4.30 to 5.30 presenting that. And then we've already told you uh, june 6th we are coming back in full strength masks on but that we figured having to wear the mask was a good trade-off for allowing everybody back in the room so we look forward to seeing you on june 6th and in between on zoom we're not using um, zoom anymore actually for the sunday services we're we encourage you to get on the website so that we can all be in one place when we're streaming and we'll keep that going after we are back here in person so that those of you who are watching from other places or who can't be here on sunday for some reason you still can be part of our service also on may 26th we are going to have a blessing of the animals ceremony this is really beautiful sylvia and megan and i are going to lead it and you can come right here to unity we'll be on the side of the building and bring your animals we ask you to bring them on a leash or in a in a carrier so that we don't have any, you know, dog park frivolity here. We want to we make this fun, but also sacred to bless them. And for those of you who have an animal that doesn't travel well or doesn't play well with others, you can participate on Zoom. So it's gonna be, we'll be able to accommodate a lot more animals that way. So I hope you can join us, that will be at 6 p.m and uh, let's see there's also a survey if you would fill it out we really do pay attention to these surveys and when you don't fill them out then the people that do get a disproportionate voice in how things go because they took the time to fill it out so please give us some feedback on how we're doing we we always want to be getting better and uh, let's move now into a song and this as as we think about the message that Reverend Jim gave us today, and, and joining that club, just connecting and loving and recognizing the unity and the beauty of nature, let's, let's take that into song. Victor's going to um, lead us out with that song. <laughs>
4: windows from a trail on the edge of the timber line i been off on a journey to find myself maybe find my way back home been many an hour all by myself in the darkest of nights i was never ever alone in the San Juan Mountains again, on a ride with some good old boys, telling stories around the campfire. The sound of laughter is the loudest noise. There's something in the night in the wilderness. It's a magical thing to me. Like the sky is just a little bit brighter, and your life is everything that you'd like it to be. Snow on the past tomorrow, you can feel it in the chill of the wind. Let the rain wash away all my sorrow. Today is the day that my life starts all over again. Oh, I guess that it's just about over now, everything's about to change. Everything's a brand new number, darling. Everything's a brand new game. It is funny I could even call you that after all the pain we've been through. Ah, but time is a master of healing. Love is a master of everything that we do. All Do, 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 yeah. There'll be snow on the passes tomorrow. In the chill of the wind Let the rain wash away all my sorrow Today is the day that my life starts all over again
0: I am the light of God, the love of God enfolds me, I am the love of God, the power of God protects me, I am the presence of God. No matter whether you have the ability to read or not, we claim (laughs) that wherever I am, God is because I am. (laughs) See you next week.